1: And the best part? You can try it yourself with their 7-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005.
2: Okay, let's go. Uh, so I'm Yuri Sanson, I'm the singer of Hibria from Brazil, and you're listening to Talking Metal.
0: Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal. My name is Mark Striegel, and on today's show we have Yuri from the band Hebria, a great progressive metal band out of South America, which I highly recommend you check out. And joining me as special guest co-host on today's episode, a guy who has been with me for probably going on like a decade now. He goes, he's gone by numerous names since I've known him, but right now... And for the last few years, at least, he's been going by the name Bill Wang. How are you, dude? Bill.
3: (laughs) Hey, Mark. I'm doing great, man. Yes, actually, it was August of 2005 when uh, Talking Metal uh, became the entity that it is. And I am uh, very proud to be on the show. Thank you so much
0: cool man and did you when did you start listening it was shortly after that i'd imagine right
3: yeah it was matter of fact it's so crazy because i remember i was uh i had one of the many times i've broken my leg i, I was uh off work for a couple months and this was like september of 2005 and just um it was crazy it's like i would just go through blabbermouth and i just saw this you know, this, you know like uh a, a, a clip, you know, some blurb of something that has some sort of reference to Talking Metal, and lo and behold, I said, "Check it out!" And um, the rest is history.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Back in those days when there, you know, podcasting was literally in its infancy in 2005, that you know, blabbermouth, we would we would go on and and we would like talk about King Diamond for for not talk to King Diamond, we would talk about King Diamond for like ten minutes. And a week later, Blabbermouth would have a, a link up. You know, this is before Fuse, before any of the TV stuff. Uh, Talking Metal discusses King Diamond, you know, and and, and they would never, ever freaking do that in a million years now. But um, I, maybe it was because we were the, one of the only ones out there at that time. But they were very supportive and crucial to helping us gain momentum back in those early days and attracting people like you. And man, it's just, you know, through the years we've spoken on the podcast, we've spoken on the phone, Uh, you're just a a great guy who I feel knows a a shitload about hard rock and heavy metal and somebody whose opinion I respect, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you co-host this episode, because I want you to run down some of your top concerts, maybe we'll do a top 10, the Bill Wang top 10 concert list of all time, sound good?
3: Oh, that sounds fantastic! Fantastic. Oh, and and just one little caveat: we yeah. were supposed to finally have a beer together at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony, but Kiss fucked that up by not having the original members. So I just wanted to input that right. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, you were coming out for that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I was. Yes, yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So. Uh, well, they ended yeah. up having them all there, but they didn't play. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm ha- yeah, man, I'm
0: about to crack open a beer right now.
3: Oh, crack it oh, open. yeah, not, yeah it I'm go. still at work so unfortunately I'm not drinking any beers.
0: Mm. Yeah, I need one after today. but anyways, let's uh, let's get into this interview with Yuri from Hebria and then we're gonna talk, come back and talk about talking metal and talk about Bill Wang's top 10 concerts of all time. This is uh, again a great band. We're gonna get into the song Ghost by the band Hebria. And uh, that'll be followed by my interview with Yuri from Hebrea. Here we go. Hey, it's Mark Striegel, and we have Yuri from Hebria on the phone with us. How are you, Yuri?
2: Yeah, man, I'm great, man. It's a pleasure to talk with you and all your audience, man.
0: Oh, it's great to talk with you. You know, it's it's crazy, because you guys have been around nearly 20 years. I think 2016 will be 20, 20 years, and you yeah, know, I'm, exactly. a pretty, I'm a pretty big metalhead up here, and I, I'm sad to admit that I'm not overly familiar with you guys, and it was kind of recently turned on to you guys, I guess better late than never, you know, right? But um, yeah. but, but is it frustrating that you guys maybe aren't a real household name up here in the States? Is that is that a, a frustrating issue for you after having been together for so long and having done so much?
2: Yeah, actually it is, man. I, I cannot lie to you because uh, uh, we are trying with all our forces, you know, to get in in the uh, uh, in the USA market, you know. So uh, and uh, we we got so close this year, but um, we had to cancel at the last minute our our tour together with our friends from Unleash the Ar- the Archers. I think that uh, maybe in 2016 uh, we will have some concerts in US. You know. Good. So. Uh, it will be a great time for us, and uh, and uh, actually we are trying for a long time, you know, to be bigger in US. But I think there is no other way to be bigger in a place uh, that we, you uh, that you cannot play. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that uh, first we can we 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 have to try to set some gigs in US, and then. All the crowd will see uh, the power of our live concert. You know, then I think that we can uh, be bigger than 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 now. You know, than nowadays.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, like you said, I mean, I was hoping to see you guys play in New York City, but and then I was told the the show was canceled, and I guess it sounds like the entire tour. So that's that's unfortunate. But um, I'm sure we'll hopefully get you guys up here and. In 2016 because the music that you guys create just sounds incredible and and I really am enjoying the the stuff that um, you know John Asher sent over to me there's just some excellent stuff and let, let's talk about the new record which this will be your your fifth record correct and it's a self-titled yes. record
2: yeah exactly
0: and how is this gonna vary in sound from some of your previous stuff
2: uh, I think that uh, uh, since Blind Ride you know our uh, third record uh, we are uh, experiencing some uh, different moods you know uh, in our songs so uh, uh, as I told you uh, since since blind ride we are trying uh, to get to sound heavier you know and uh, silent revenge right. is our fourth uh, album it's uh, it's an album that uh, uh, it's uh, pretty close from the fifth that uh, we have uh, 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 heavy riffs. Uh, the vocals are not too high, you know, and um, and in, in this last one, uh, the album Híbrida, uh, we add some different uh, instruments, you know, like horns, and uh, 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 there's a special song like Pain that. Uh, you can hear some or, 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 or orchestra, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, you guys the, have a music yeah. video out to that actually, which is a yeah, fun yeah, watch. yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're trying to sound heavier, but uh, I think that uh, the Ibria's fans, you know, they uh, they can uh, you know uh, listen the old school things that, that that we have in our two first albums like Define the, the Rules and the Skull Collectors, but nowadays. We're trying, as I already told you a lot of times, you know, to sound uh, heavier and uh, faster than the other sounds, but with a different kind of, you know, uh, moods, you know. So uh, that's 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 the point. Nowadays, I think that uh, uh, our, uh, you know, we are not um, even think about new compositions. But I think that uh, from this new album. To, to the next, we will get uh, more albums like, like this last one, you know.
0: Cool. Now, a couple questions on the new record. Uh, you went with a se- self titled. This is your fifth yes. record. A lot of bands do the self titled, like for their first. You know, occasionally we'll see a band do it later in the catalog. But why at this point in time did you just decide to go with a self titled uh, Hebrew uh, name and, and album title?
2: Yeah, it's very important for us because this this album is the is the first one that we can uh, that we could uh, record, you know, with with the same lineup, you know. So uh, this is this is very important for us, and uh, actually, that uh, the the compositions just sound the way we would like that they they sound, you know. Just uh, yeah, I mean, um, the songs are. Um, uh, uh, we, uh, the compositions are just the way we would like to to be, maybe in um, Silent Revenge. You know what I mean? Right. Just, uh, so, um,
0: so uh, you're continuing the sound of Silent Revenge, kind of with this. It's a maybe a slight progression, but in your mind, this fifth record is the definitive sound of the band is that is that a correct statement? exactly
2: exactly that's the point. which makes sense
0: then that's why you might have it be a self-titled release because it's yeah there's no better way to describe it right yeah Yeah, good stuff and
2: and besides that uh, it's the same it's it's the second record that we uh, recorded with the same lineup you know so this is this is very important for
0: us too When, when is the album out because i i think it's out in some parts of the world already but i noticed it's currently in the U S doesn't appear to be up on iTunes or on Spotify or anything like that. Uh, maybe somehow I missed it, but is is it out in the U S do you know?
2: I, 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 really don't know, man, because, uh, uh, with this, uh, fifth album, um, uh, our record label is from Canada you know, and, uh, they will distribute to, to U S. So, um, I think that uh, uh, we just have like uh, three months from from the releasing date, you know, of this last album. So I think uh, uh, the guys will try to set up things uh, to um, Yeah, I saw
0: the single iTunes. "Pain" on iTunes, but I didn't see the full album. But again, I may be mistaken, and uh, I'm going to check that out and let all the talk- Talking Metal listeners know where the album can be yeah. purchased here in the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, let's yeah, talk about sure. the let's talk about the history. I mean, you guys done just some incredible tours and concerts. I mean, uh, for example, you played Rock and Rio back in 2013, which just sounds like yeah. it was a, an incredible lineup that year with you guys, Metallica, yeah. Alice in Chains, Ghost, Sepultura. Exactly. Uh, let's yeah. talk about that moment. Rob Zombie was there. Sebastian Bach. Uh, is is uh, is there anything that really sticks out as your favorite memory from Rock and Rio two thousand
2: thirteen? Yeah, exactly. All all uh, each minute was a special, you know. Since we step up in uh, Rio de Janeiro, so um, you know, to play in Rock and Rio is like a, a kind of a dream for any band in the world, you know. So uh, uh, when we were invited uh, to to be part of the lineup of, of that day, uh, we got like, Oh my God, man, this is, this is, this is, uh, this one will be the concert of our lives, you know? Right. So, um, that's what we tried, uh, to, to do on stage on that day, you know, because, um, uh, we had in front of us like, a uh, 20, 25,000 people. So, uh, we got uh, very surprised because uh, here in Brazil, it's uh, uh, um, how can I say this to you, man? It's like uh, you know, it's it's a fucking big crowd in front of you, and we could sing, we, we could hear the people singing our 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 songs, you know. So that was a great experience for us, and uh, mm-hmm. to get part of Rock and Real, you know, it's uh it's a it, it it's a great point for a, a band's history, you know. So yeah. uh, man, uh, I I, I uh, w- we have some you know shots in our memories, but uh, also I, I I have a special video from my cell phone that I did up on stage yeah. at, mm-hmm. at that day, and probably that man that. I, I, we will never forget that day, man. It was it was something unforgettable for us. It
0: was great. Very good. And then like a month later, that same year, you were chosen to open for Black Sabbath on the yeah. 13th tour. I mean, that was like playing to something like 30,000 people too. It must have been incredible.
2: Yeah, exactly, man. It was the same feeling, but it was, uh, 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 you know, each concert's rock and real and uh, uh, to be an open act for Black Sabbath was great, too. But it was in our city, you know? It was the same feeling like uh, when we were uh, an open act for Metallica in 2010, you know? So it, it was like 30,000 people in, uh, in our city, you know? So, uh, uh it's a little bit weird because, at the same time, you have people from your city, you have people from the whole world. You know, like like Chile, like Argentina. You know, like uh, we met some guys from Holland. You know, that came here and um, they they how can I say they they uh, they got lucky. You know, to have uh, Ibra and Metallica at the same night. You know, so. Uh, uh, it, it it was great for us
0: as well. Yeah, it sounds incredible. And and Hebria has also done touring outside of Brazil. You guys have been to to Asia, Japan, Taiwan, Taiwan, Hong yeah. Kong, even South Korea. How how did the how does the Asian crowd compare to the Brazilian crowd? Uh,
2: man, the Asian the Asian crowd is man is such a great thing. I cannot explain to you because. Um, uh, we've been to uh, Japan like uh, uh, six times, you know. This, this year was our sixth uh, tour there, you know. Uh, uh, the first DVD of our band was recorded in Japan, you know, in 2011. So um, the crowd there is, it is a little bit different from the rest of the world, because they used to, uh, how can I say this to you? Uh, uh, they, they used to um, uh, uh, valorize, you know, the point that you are there and you traveled a thousand kilometers to be there, you know. And uh, they, 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 um, they, they, they want to be part of the concert. You know, right. they 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 just don't wanna buy the ticket and be there to listen to your music live. You know, they wanna be part, so they get close to you from 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 the stage. You know, uh, they they sing the whole concert, man. It's something totally incredible. I will never forget the first time we've been in, in Japan. Uh, it it, uh, it was a small club but it was totally crowded you know and, and 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 all the audience sang the whole concert together with me wow. so it was a, a, a unforgettable experience so uh, nowadays we already know the the, the audience in, in in Asia especially in Japan so uh, we get a lot of gifts you know after the concerts uh, they know our you know uh how can i uh, our personal lives so uh they 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 give us presents for our girlfriends and stuff you know it's something wow. really yeah man it's 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 something unbelievable man it's uh it's it's great man you know you you travel like thirty five hours and then you get all this uh all this response from the public man it's 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 something great
0: great i mean are you guys do you think you're more popular in Japan than you are in Brazil, or is that hard to say? It's. It,
2: it, is it really? Uh, it, it's really hard to say because uh, since Rock in Rio Ibra in Brazil, it's like uh, uh, our audience gr- uh, grew up a lot here. You know, yeah. like uh, you know, we got a lot of new fans. You know, um, uh, especially the night that we played in Rock in Rio, uh, our Facebook page. Uh, grow, grow it like uh, you know, five thousand likes, you know, at that night. Wow. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really great. But um, I think, I think I'm, I'm, i you know, I I think that nowadays, uh, Ibria is the most important Brazilian band in Japan, you know, but yeah but but uh, i i don't know that uh, our our fans there are are bigger than here in brazil because brazil is a big country man you know right. and uh yeah and nowadays we are we are uh, you know reaching more people here in brazil uh right. because we already have our established uh, fans in japan you know actually we have our first fan club in japan official fan club in japan so, um, people in Japan like to 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 make things like this, you know, like uh, 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 to make like a, a a fan club stuff, you know. But here in Brazil, people are not like in Japan. But I think that it's something like similar, you know, Brazil and Japan. I think that's it.
0: Right on. Well. We're going to have links up to uh, to the album in today's show notes, guys. So uh, please go and purchase the new self-titled, the fifth album by Hebra, uh Through Talking Metal. And before I let you go, where, where are you guys originally from in Brazil? It's a big country, as you mentioned. So where in Brazil?
2: Yeah, we are from extreme south Brazil. Uh, our Our city is called Porto Alegre, you know. And it's it's the last state of Brazil on the south south of Brazil, you know. So um, that's where we are. <laughs> Excellent.
0: And the new record is out through Test Your Metal record. Uh, that's yeah the, the label here in North America. And yeah, again, exactly. it's just it's just been a pleasure talking with you. We're gonna we're gonna get into some new music off the new record. I believe this is the first song off the record. Pain, right?
2: Yes, exactly. We have uh, also a video clip for, uh, from this song.
0: Right, cool. And we'll have that the YouTube link to the music video of this up in today's show notes on TalkingMetal.com, guys. So definitely check it out. Okay, Yuri Sanson from Hebria in Brazil. Thank you so much for joining us on Talking Metal. We appreciate it.
2: You're so welcome, man. My pleasure.
0: And here it is. This is called Pain. you just heard was the song Pain. Go support these guys. Uh, the band is Hebria, and we heard from Yuri. Thanks for joining us, Yuri, and good luck to you. I really hope you can get some of the uh, the U.S. dates rescheduled and we can get you back up here, well, here for the first time, it sounds like, uh, ever. Hebria, the great 20-year-old progressive metal band from South America that uh, we still need to get here on U.S. soil. So, we have... Bill Wang. I almost referred to you as uh, an an older name that I know you by, but I know that's that's top secret. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Bill Wang. Where did this, you were a guy who used his real name, who I knew, on. I guess, you know, just from being a fan, you would email me and then you became a big part of the Talking Metal forums community. But when did you transition to this Bill Wang character and who is this mysterious Bill Wang?
3: Oh, boy, that's a, a big question who, who is bill wang bill wang is a guy that was uh adopted by malaysian immigrants and uh i, I um <laughs> and uh just a guy that i just decided to go back to uh being myself and i used to go by an americanized name donny g okay right. I'll oh, okay say i didn't
0: know if i was allowed to say no that no that. that's yeah, okay that's
3: okay <laughs> yeah i used to go by that name uh but i I said, F it. I'm going to be uh, proud of my uh, status as Bill Wang and uh, the rest is history. And, you know, I like it. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 fun
0: because i mean back in the the talking metal forum days you went by donny g on the forums and were a big right. part of that community and one thing we do there is is talk about bands and discuss bands and argue about bands and uh on that note let's let's do some talking about some of your your past as far as music goes let's talk about your top 10 concerts so i want to do this in reverse obviously we'll go 10 down to the number yeah. 1 yeah, concert yeah.
3: I- Absolutely, and the thing about this is, it's been painstaking, and I did it three different times, knowing I was going to be on uh, on the show. Um, I've been to over five hundred and thirty concerts, and I have all my ticket stubs to prove it. So um, it's been difficult. So I, um, and you know, the uh, I'm going to start by ten, and uh, uh, one thing for sure is the two are, is definitely one and two. So. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the tenth, but you know what I'm saying. So I started gotcha. with yeah. So I started with number ten, Pantera and Anthrax, November fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven, at the San Jose Civic Auditorium, and it was the first time I had seen uh, Pantera, and it was fucking amazing. And just to have Anthrax there too. It was,
0: it was, so ninety seven. Um, okay, so we're talking Pantera and Anthrax. So this was obviously John Bush on vocals. Uh, are you a bigger fan of his work with Anthrax than Joey?
3: No, I'm. I'm more of a Joey guy. I mean, there's some sound of White Noise. There's some really good. I mean, really great stuff with uh, John Bush. But no, I'm more of a a, a Joey guy. You know. So. Um,
0: now who was yeah. opening for who? I would imagine it. that was it Anthrax opening for
3: Pantera oh, yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anthrax was uh, opening. It was. Um, it was Pantera was. Um, Touring under the one
0: hundred and one live uh, live what? CD. What was that? One hundred one proof or something? Yeah,
3: one hundred one. Correct, yeah. right, right, and um, and um, yeah, so it was, you know, that that course that came out of the far, um, sorry, Great Southern Trenkill. So um, yeah, it was amazing. It was great, and it was awesome, and just I am mean, just so happy to say that I got to see Dimebag, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how was how was Phil at that at that point? I mean, I I started seeing Pantera, I guess. Oh, I'm guessing like 90 It must have been 92. I don't think it could have been 91, although it could have even been 93. It all kind of blends together at this point, but they definitely um you know, I I saw some of the shows in the later 90s where Phil was so on like when I saw them open for Sabbath uh he was just totally on, but on the, uh, uh, around that same time, maybe a year or two before I saw him and he just was a mess and really not all that great on stage. So I'm imagining the night you saw him, he was on. Cause I mean, that you know was kind yeah. of when he yeah, was you know really what? starting to dabble in some of the harder drugs and, and it was kind of, you know, you weren't sure what fill you were going to get at some of these shows.
3: Yeah, right. Exactly. In <clears throat> the night I went there, I knew all the history and whatnot. So I wasn't really sure what I was going to uh, get. And lo and behold, I mean, you could YouTube, uh, Pantera, and, and, you know, this date in San Jose, and they were fantastic. He was fantastic. I guess I was lucky as hell because, yeah, uh, uh other dates, he was a complete disaster. But that specific night, amazing, amazing, awesome. which, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. But the hall was about, Holds about 5,000, I'd say, on the San Jose State campus. Uh, yeah, they, they were, they were fantastic.
0: Cool. Number nine.
3: Number nine. And this one has a little bit of a Mark Striegel flavor because you and me both have a, um, a love of Queensryche's uh, Rage for Order album. And this was, yeah. yeah, Queensryche opening up for ACDC at the Cal Palace in San Francisco. August oh, wow. 15th, 1986. It would have been the ACDC Who Made Who Tour, the okay. tour after you had seen them on Fly on the Wall, which I missed on 15th. Right, right. But yeah, that would be number nine.
0: Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, I can imagine that was just amazing. I, I still, to this day, one of my greatest shows that I have ever seen, one of the most exciting high-energy shows I've ever seen was ACDC uh, a th- over, little over 30 years ago on the Fly on the Wall tour. Right,
3: right, right. Didn't Yngwie open up?
0: Yeah, he did. And he was great, right. too. But, you know, and I was actually at the time I was I was really excited to see him because he was the new like, you know, guitar king. But it, mm-hmm. he just like ACDC just crushed him. I mean, it was like I, you didn't even give him an afterthought after ACDC was done. <laughs> and the cannons, by the way, a lot louder back in those days. Uh, I just saw them at 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 giant stadium met life stadium here in new jersey and and the the cannons now are obviously not i think back in the day there were actual cannons with gunpowder you know blowing blowing your eardrums apart uh much quieter nowadays the cannons during uh oh right about right to oh, rock.
3: the fire marshal has a lot to do with that and then with all the different scenarios that has happened for instance the you know the, the great white thing and all right. sorts of other stuff yeah so yeah yeah, yeah
0: cool man yeah love that band and have you seen them recently when's like have you seen them in the last few years
3: uh ac no man matter of fact the last time i seen ac i was just talking to my uh my beloved uh gina wang uh right. was last I was... time i saw yeah last time i saw ac was the razor's edge tour uh in 1990 with la guns opening up so yeah it's been a long long time wow
0: Excellent. You should, if you get a chance. Like I, 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 I've seen ACDC probably five times, and each time they got a little worse after the Fly in the Wall tour. However, I truly enjoyed them on this last tour, and there was, it's just was just such a nostalgic feel, and and. You know, I mean, these these songs are, are the soundtrack to our lives, you know. When you and even when the guys are old and maybe they don't play them quite as ferociously and, and maybe not even as well as they used to, there's still an emotional connection when you see Angus up there, you know, doing yeah. the solo to Dirty Deeds. It's just, you know, it touches you deep inside. So, I, I, I do recommend seeing them because it, it does seem like you know, a lot of, a lot of our favorite bands now that there really might not be too many more times to see them, uh, live. I think we're, we're kind of nearing the end of, of the run of the great seventies and eighties bands, you know? So, uh, yeah, so that was, that was eight, uh, seven. Uh, number eight, Metallica and Megadeth. Oh, on eight? No. Okay. I'm sorry. We're on eight. I said seven. Yeah. We're on eight. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, Metallica, Megadeth, Exodus and Metal Church. December thirty first, nineteen eighty five, and the one thing that'll just tone on my heartstrings is that midnight, Metallica comes out. James is fucking hammered, drinking his Heineken,
0: and he says, "We're gonna
3: play a song off our uh, a new album that's coming out in a few months. It's called Master of Puppets, and it was fucking amazing, man. It's
0: amazing." Do you remember what song that was?
3: Yeah, Master of Puppets. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was the title yeah. track. Okay. Wow. Yeah, cool, exactly. Cool. It was it was a phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. Me and my buddy William Clare went to that one. It was amazing. It was,
0: it's coming up on
3: 30 years uh, ago, yeah. and uh, yeah, they were just
0: a bunch of kids just like me. And I mean that record that would have come out shortly after that, Master of Puppets, still, you know, I, I've played it so many times. Sometimes it's it's hard for me to listen to just because I I've heard every little note, you know, right. thousands and thousands of times. Uh, but it's just. In my book, one of the greatest records ever made, I put it up there with Sergeant Peppers. You know, I, it, it's it's absolutely Pet Sounds, The Beach Boys, Master of Fucking Puppets, Metallica. One of the best records ever made. Back in black. And I,
3: you know what? I and props say. to you, brother, that you 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 put it involved with all records, not just right. fucking heavy metal, all records. So hallelujah, I agree one billion percent. Absolutely.
0: Right on. All right, dude. I'm I'm liking this list so far. So now number seven. Now number seven. All
3: right, number seven. All right, there's a little theme here. Uh, Ozzy and Metallica, June 17th, 1986, Ultimate Sin Tour and Master of Puppets Tour. San Francisco, California, uh, the Cow Palace. Oh, my God. Um, The best time I've ever seen Metallica was this night. It was, even though they were an opening band, it was amazing, 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 amazing. And then Cliff, you know, to just yeah, Cliff a few months prior to him dying. So yeah, that his, that one song a, really yeah. Oh yeah, exactly, man. So yeah, that that's 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 number seven, man.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I saw that tour in Chicago, and and uh, yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. The tour I saw Jake E. Lee was completely obliterated on stage. Still managed to play okay until he collapsed, and they can't, they called the show like four songs short or something. Um,
3: well, some things never change. He's having that same issue now, I hear. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but excellent, excellent memories. I saw that at the Chicago Pavilion. I, I only saw a handful of shows at the Chicago, Chicago Pavilion. Uh, it was more towards the downtown area of Chicago where I lived at the time, as opposed to the more suburban areas where a lot of the concerts took place. Uh, yeah, saw Sammy Hagar at the Chicago Pavilion before Van Halen. VOA tour saw... Uh, um, Ozzy and Metallica there and I saw Bon Jovi there cool I mean do you like Bon Jovi I mean I'm one of these guys like I go from Bon Jovi to Exodus to you know Overkill to Slayer I love everything in between like where do you stand on on the metal spectrum are you able to embrace it all
3: no I'm, I'm not I mean and and and, I, and you know here's a guy that you know I love the Cure and Depeche Mode, so who am I to fucking rip Bon Jovi? But now I despise Bon Jovi. I saw Bon Jovi open up for Rat in nineteen eighty-five.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, no, too.
3: I, yeah. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like Bon Jovi. Fair
0: enough. Fair enough. And I will say I don't like like some of the more recent Bon Jovi stuff, but those first three albums, specifically the first album and and uh, well, I should say the first four records. I like the New Jersey record too. Those first four records specifically the first and the third I, I i do i do enjoy but uh okay cool so that was seven right Am I am i we're down to six right
3: no yeah number six would be iron maiden and guns and roses at wow. the shoreline amphitheater only from what i've done my research only five of those dates existed really? june 5th 1988 uh, at the shoreline amphitheater seventh son the seventh son tour and of course guns and roses uh on their debut. Uh.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I would, I would never have ever seen those two bands together on the state, the same stage. At least I don't think so. So awesome. Awesome. Love both those guys. All right. Number five.
3: Rush Grace Under Pressure tour with Gary Moore opening
0: May twenty fifth. Yeah. Dude, we've seen all the same concerts. I was at that in Chicago too, man. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, loved it. I'm not loved
3: surprised, it. bro. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, different venues, but same tours. Yeah, that was uh-huh. just absolutely an incredible show the the cool thing about that tour was, you know, they were they were into the 80s already, but it wasn't like the late 80s, the deep 80s where they started leaving out big chunks of this uh, of the the 70s catalog. And and you know, Grace Under Pressure was a good record, but for me Signals and Moving Pictures were incredible records and uh just about everything they did prior to that was also incredible. I remember that tour just being Absolutely incredible, and Absolutely. you saw that was in San Francisco, right?
3: Right, correct. They played. Matter of fact, they played four nights at the Cow Palace in that tour, which was wow. amazing. Yeah, four nights. The, the, the Cow Palace holds twelve thousand, so that was pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: Wow. So your family is from Boston. I know you're a big Red Sox fan and what yeah. and whatnot. But were you? It sounds like you were born and raised in San Francisco.
3: Yeah, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area, Livermore in particular.
0: Did, yeah. Were you born out there or did you? No, I was, you born, born...
3: I was born in Boston and moved out here when I was a little kid in the 70s. Hmm. Okay, cool.
0: Cool. Number four.
3: Number four, Sabotage, Hall of the Mountain King tour at a tiny club in San Francisco called The Stone. I was right against the stage. This is one of my top bands. This was the most amazing concert ever. Um, it was fucking awesome and yeah I to this day I'm just talking about it, I get goosebumps but yeah Sabotage May uh, I'm sorry March 8 1988
0: wow I'll tell you something about Sabotage and I know I'm among the the hardcore you know metalheads and hard rockers I'm probably in in the minority here but I don't have anything against them like I'm not like I hate them or whatever like that but I just there's a handful of songs I think are great but they're they're one of those bands that never really drew me in like they did with so many others, including yourself and even like reviewers like Martin Popoff and, and stuff just really, you know, go to town on how great they were. But I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, and I've tried. I've gone back and I've listened to, you know, some of the classic records. But maybe it's one of those things that in, in you know... You know, going back and and revisiting it or trying to visit it for the first time so many years later uh, doesn't work. I don't know, but it, you really love them, huh yeah,
3: I really do and it, it just to piggyback back on your thought, you know what it's us metalheads, you know you say what you say you know you've tried and you just it didn't click. I could say the same thing about certain bands also man. I mean, I'm gonna sit here and tell you Slayer, I love Slayer, but I don't love Slayer as much as a lot of people do, okay? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I can say that about right. a lot of the fans that that, you know, if the blueprint of what metalheads should love and whatever, I don't. So, you know, we're all different, you know, and we're all different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sabotage. Ooh, to this day. Yeah, you
0: know. Absolutely. What do you got next there? Number uh, four. Yeah, right?
3: Number four would be Judas Priest Defenders of the Faith tour. July 27th, hey. 1984, San Francisco Cow Palace. unfucking real mm.
0: I wish I could have seen that tour, because that is my favorite Priest record. I didn't see Priest, uh, the first time I saw them was with Dokken opening up on the... Uh, Turbo. Turbo. Turbo for Life tour, yeah. But yeah, Defenders, wow, what a what a great oh, concert that must have been.
3: Unbelievable, unbelievable, yeah. It was
0: fucking, I could put all my Judas
3: Priest in here. But I tried to mix it up. There's a couple bands that are that are I doubled up. But
0: oh well. <laughs> Do you, who opened that show?
3: Oh god, damn. Um, I'm not prepared for this. But I think it was Coney Hatch. Oh,
0: yeah, okay. whoever,
3: right? But yeah, it was Coney right.
0: Hatch. No, I know the name. I don't know much about right. That, right. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, good stuff here, Mr. Wang. Uh, number three.
3: Number three would be um Mastodon. Blood Mountain Tour at a tiny, see, I'm not only stuck in the 80s, but, um, right the, the, the cool thing about this is I, I, love the band and I know you
0: do too. Yeah. I, I do it too. It was, yeah.
3: it was the, I think the third show of the Blood Mountain Tour and, uh, before they, you know, quote unquote blew up. And it was at a tiny club in San Francisco called Slims. And the, the cool thing, um, I, I remember about this is I remember, um, talking, to Troy and uh, I got on the tour bus and I smoked a joint with Troy the lead singer so <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> September 22 cool. 2006 actually,
0: <laughs> Very good yeah I'm going to see Mastodon again uh this time they'll be opening coincidentally for Priest i yes, I uh, going to see yeah. them in I'm going to that probably too. like 10 yeah about 10 miles from my house uh in about a, a, little, a little over a week okay. So, cool. Uh, what What's up next, Bill? Uh,
3: number two. The, 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 the next two are just, okay. Number two, Kiss and Motley Crue. And I talked about this concert last time I was on Talking Metal. Kiss and Motley Crue, Easter Sunday, 1983. The day I just was spellbound by Vinnie Vincent. And to have Motley Crue open yeah. up for Kiss in makeup four months prior to Shout Out the Devil coming out.
0: That was Phenomenal. April 3rd, nineteen eighty-three, San Francisco Civic. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Um, Let's go to number one here. We'll add a little drum roll in right now. Yes, yes.
3: The first time I saw my man in makeup, Ace Frehley, Kiss Reunion Tour, August 27th, 1996. I finally saw my idol Ace Freely, the man responsible for me meeting my lovely Jean Elizabeth Wang. I literally, and I don't give a fuck if I sound like a pussy, I literally cried. I was at, it was at the, the, um, the shark tank in, um, in uh, San Jose, California. August 27th, 1996. Unfucking belief.
0: Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Love yeah. it. Love it, and uh, yeah, I saw Kiss so many. Oh, times I know you did, head, bro. I mean, your partner, is yeah, really is just yeah. hello. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great, and I appreciate you sharing those with with uh, us, the Talking Metal yeah. team here, and listeners. And Donnie, before we wrap up, I do have another uh, interview I got to jump over to in ten minutes, but I want to read a couple quick emails. And uh, I tell you what, let's play some Kiss right now, and then we'll come back and read these emails. What do you want to play? What won't we play for the talking
3: I want to play um, Making Love off Kiss Alive 2. I just with the that's white.
0: What you just heard was Making Love by the band KISS. Of course, I'm joined by my special guest co-host tonight who just uh, gave us his top 10 concerts of all time. Bill Wang, where can the fans reach out to you on Facebook and where else can they hear you? I know you do some other podcasts here and there.
3: Yeah, I certainly do. Uh, First and foremost, me and my, my lovely Jean Elizabeth, we run the KISS 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 metal and hard rock group on facebook we've got thousands and thousands of people and it's growing every day and we have a lot of fun on there and i am uh, and i'd like to give a big shout out to my buddies uh ian wadley aka wadzilla and ralph vieira aka dr fuck the rock and metal combat podcast it's awesome i recommend it i'm on there uh, quite a bit and it's awesome it's fun those guys are fucking great and i recommend it highly
0: Cool. go to talkingmetal.com and go to today's show notes guys. We'll have that podcast linked and we'll also have Bill Wang's uh, Facebook page pages linked through the uh, the website in today and you can connect with Bill there. Uh, Bill, before you go, let's hit a couple quick emails. This one actually these came all came in through Facebook uh guys we have a talking metal page on facebook be sure to go and like it and you can connect with me there or on my personal page um i am happy to friend any uh talking metal listener and this one comes in uh let's see this is from david he says mark you asked the other day on your show for feedback about the show number one it's great to see the show is more regular than it used to be number two I do not miss astronomy. You are better alone. Got really tired of all the ace and kiss talk. Also got tired of you covering up for him. If, you want, if he wants to return for a show, call him a guest host. Wow, okay. Three, like the show with the two Mitches. That's uh, Mitch LaFon and Mitch Joel, who join me here on the show sometimes. Good to do something different every once in a while. For, like getting to exposure to new music, either in what you're listening to or when you play it on the podcast. Tip, in order to just ask for donations, why not offer content for the who donates uh, like Michael Butler does on the Rock and Roll Geek Show, meaning that, you know, I would play a song for somebody who gives a PayPal donation. Keep up the good work, David. Thanks, David, and... Um, let me see. I'll read these other two quickly, and then we can comment on them before we wrap up. Okay, Bill. Uh, really enjoyed the latest talking metal chat on Rat. Interesting. I was listening to Spotify last night and came upon Gold. I don't know how you pronounce this. Golgotha. Golgotha by Wasp. <laughs> That's the new Wasp, and I will buy it tend to buy quite a bit, and I, and I agree about the age, disposable income, wanting to support music more. Anyways, great show. I'm a regular listener from the UK, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, I, I recognize your name, and uh, yeah, I've heard the new Wasp is great. I have not heard it yet, but I actually have heard great things about it. This last note comes in from Antonio. I just heard the Like a Storm episode, and I'd like to write some comments on the show. First of all, I prefer music episodes, even the all music episodes, because it's way better to know the bands or artists you're talking about or with. I like complete themes, but I also like specialties, little excerpts when you are talking about a song, a riff or whatever. Sometimes when a full two-hour episode is up on a specific band talking about all of his catalogs, comprehending 25 years or so, and no music is offered at all, it's kind of boring. Well, well, I hear what you're saying, Antonio, but we don't do that on Talking About a Week to Do Play the Song. So, uh, yeah. And then you go on to say, uh, when a band is one of your favorites. Oh, speaking of John Astronomy Ostrowski, I'd like to hear him again on the show. He offers some kind of spontaneous or lack of control that I appreciate. But I like hearing you two saying you both have—but I'd like to hear you two saying you have both recovered your friendship, if only it is outside of Talking Metal. All right, cool. Well, Bill, I'd like you to chime in on these emails. There's some— things about John Astronomy and the niches and stuff. Uh You know, first of all, uh, Antoni, I just want to say thanks for your email. Thanks to all the people who wrote in, Jeremy and David. Um, And and John and I are still friends. We never had a blowout. We never had anything. He just got my brother and his wife into the Ace Showdown in Pennsylvania. Uh, He just today is going to hook my neighbor up with an Ace Frehley signed... Uh, glossy for his friend's 50th birthday. J- John and I are on great terms. However, we haven't barely even spoken. The only way I'm able to really communicate with him nowadays is texting. He's We're obviously almost approaching 600 episodes. He's been on, the last episode that he was on, I think was episode 503. You know, so it, it's... Um, I I don't know I, I I mean Bill help me out here you're a long time listener yeah, you yeah, the yeah, show yeah, with yeah. and without him and and John's my my dear friend even though we haven't been right, s- right. speaking we still love each other we're brothers since we were seventeen oh, years yeah. old um, absolutely. You know, absolutely and I I will defend him and like I, the other guy David was saying I will m- make excuses for him because he's my friend but uh, listen it's no secret he's not a part of this show currently and i don't know if he will be again uh you know it's something we started together but uh yeah i don't know how do you feel about it sir? um
3: boy i i feel a lot about it um um you're talking about you being a defender to him um as you very well know um i used to have an issue with him you know i know him he knows me you know and you know he had i had some issues with him but when he came back he i started softening for him and the fact that you said he was on uh, episode 503 the last time the last time i was on was episode 501 and that was october 28th of 2014 so that's a little too okay. long yeah yeah and I, i'm not happy about the situation i am um, I, i'm glad you guys are still friends but you know you guys built this and uh from what I recall, I don't recall any other uh, heavy metal hard rock podcast prior to you guys, and I don't know. I I'm a little let down because I actually think when he came back to the fold, he had a lot of really good input. And, and as far as talking about Kiss and Ace, really, come on, man. I mean, we all milk Kiss for what it is. That's what people want to hear. Jesus Christ, my pop, my group is called Kiss 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 Metal Hard Rock. I mean, come on, we're all. I mean, they're a very interesting band, and people love them. Um, but um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm a little upset. Uh, I, I'm a little upset, and I don't know. I mean, I yeah. I was thinking all of a sudden he becomes Ace Freely's you know manager, assistant, blah blah blah, and he disappears. I'm scratching my yeah. head. Uh huh. Maybe that. I think it. I, I think know. personally,
0: it started a lot earlier than that. Okay. You know, I think his his involvement in the show has been you know if you go back and listen to episodes, I think since 2000. Honestly, since like 2009, it's been on a constant decline and it's gotten to be less, less and less to the point now where it's non-existent. I'm having a blast doing it. I do think that there is something that he brings for better or worse that we don't have on the show. Some people would say it's for better. Some people might say it's for worse. He was... Very helpful in the early days in bringing in the big name guests. He brought in so many of our big name guests. He helped build this show and get it to where it currently is. And I'll always respect and appreciate uh, that. Um, You know, there are other things that I think have happened with this show. I feel like I honestly, and these podcasts will probably argue this with me, but I honestly think we have more listeners than almost all other. Hard rock and heavy metal podcasts that don't have a famous name like Dee Snider or Eddie Trunk or Jamie Josta as their host, um, but you know I listen to the Rock and Roll Geek Show or the Classic Metal Show, and again they will probably argue it. I I'm fairly certain Talking Metal has more listeners. They can or can disagree with that, maybe not a lot more, but I do think we have more listeners. But what they have that we used to have and we currently don't have is a devoted fan base. It It's like Aerosmith can bring in, you know, sell out two nights in an arena this, you know, maybe 10 years ago, they could, and Kiss could only do one, but the Kiss fans were more hardcore. And I, yeah. I do believe that that's something talking metal since the dissolve of the forums, since John not being quite as involved since me not reaching out as much to the community guys like you, Mister Mister Wang, that I do believe that's something that's lacking and it's something that i wish I could start doing again and I'm attempting to do by by uh, reading notes that I get on Facebook and and uh, tweets and stuff like that um, and that's something that that I feel is missing and I you know I was listening to the Rock and Roll Geek Show I mean that guy's fans. And again, I really believe, I'm almost certain, talking metal has more listeners but that guy's fans are more hardcore his fans I've are never I've never more...
3: listened to that I don't even you bringing that up I never even heard of it
0: <laughs> yeah same same with the classic metal show who I've had you know feuds with over the years and I, yeah I, yeah I
3: remember those feuds yeah <laughs> I
0: believe we're on I believe we're on all right terms now I've I read Chris Aiken's book I'm reading his Metallica one now I heard he's writing another one which I, I really loved his book uh, honestly I, I got a kick out of reading it he's a great writer if you haven't read read his his book you don't even have to like the classic metal show it's a it's a, an emotional good read about the his life and him losing his wife yeah i i think they're they're fans too they they have a a, a hardcore bunch you know and um I feel like we used to have that with guys like you and Z-Man and Exciter and you know Burt Gabriel. I mean, the list went on and on. Bert All those Gabriel, crazy right, right, right. nuts on the forums. There was a guy Jared, and I feel like that's that's gone now. And um, that's I don't know. I don't know. Well, you can know, I, I say I something
3: about that? Yeah, can I say yeah go for about, it. Okay. Well, and uh, you're talking about you know a different era, but also you got to put into perspective that back then. Now there's fucking podcasts galore. I mean, back and now you got all the a lot of copycats that are out there, you know, and um, so I think that has something to do with it. You know, back in the day there wasn't many. There was talking metal. However,
0: those two that I mentioned, you know, have been around. Rock and Roll Geek Show has been around, you know, in the podcast form longer than we have, and Classic Metal Show they have been around longer than we have too. They may have started podcasting after we did slightly, maybe not. I don't even know, but those guys, both those shows have been around forever and have maintained that hardcore uh, listenership. And again, I post this file of the show in three places. I add up the numbers. The numbers are awesome. I mean, I, I we get over 4,000 downloads consistently per episode when I add those three files up. And uh, the, you know, the, the streams and hits on those. I realize that doesn't mean 4,000 people listen to it. People download it, listen to the first minute and shut it off or don't listen to it at all after it's downloaded. But still, those are good numbers for a podcast. They, they, they are, uh, especially an independent podcast, you know, and, uh, sometimes it's 10,000 in an episode if we have a big name guest on, you know, so
3: like Ozzy um, Osbourne or Rob Halford or Ace Frehley, I can name yeah, the sure. list brother. You've had them all my man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's that. And, and Donnie, I got to jump on to another call here, another interview I'm doing. But it's great talking with you. And will you come back on like next month or oh, in two months or so? Absolutely. Let's do this. I, I, you're, I like, Oh, yeah. I vibe with you, you know? It's like that's what yeah. I need in the co-host, you know?
3: Absolutely, brother. I'm ready. You just let me know and I'm down, man. I'm down.
0: Cool. What do you want to play for the listeners to uh, take us out here?
3: Okay, and closing my uh, awesome uh, appearance here, I want to go with War Machine off Creatures of the Night. Benny Vincent.
0: Cool, let's do it. Thanks, Donnie. All right, A.K.A. Bill, Bill Wang. <laughs> All right, dude, I got to run. All right, brother. I'll, I'll talk to you. Uh, touch base tomorrow. Yeah,
1: yeah, fuck yeah, it was awesome. Turn the tail.